Welcome to the new to crypto podcast designed to guide you through the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy created for the new and intermediate crypto investor. Join your host crypto travels Michael as he takes you through the different facets of getting started and succeeding in your crypto journey. New to Crypto Podcast brings you new episodes daily, Monday through Friday, with surprise bonus episodes sometimes on the weekend. Let me ask you, are you new to crypto? Don't know where to start? Are you more experienced but have questions? Then you're in the right place. This podcast is designed for you. Coming at you from the Trading Center in the Lifestyle Design Studio, here's your host, Crypto Travels Michael. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Today, I have a very special show for you and a special guest. This is the very first guest on the New to Crypto podcast. I'd like to introduce you to a leader in the podcast industry. Located in San Francisco Bay Area, the co-founder and CEO of Squadcast and the co-host of the Crypto Art Podcast, Mr. Zach Moreno. Zach, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Michael. Hey, absolutely. We're excited about having you on the show today. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your company, Squadcast, and your your show, Crypto Art. Yeah, so uh, so with Squadcast, we have the privilege of serving podcasters and professional creators that can't connect in person to record with others. So we have a, a cloud studio with a bunch of fancy technology that makes it super easy to like connect with anyone around the world. Like we've helped people record in over 130 countries to produce content together and have these flowing conversations um, and walk away with professional studio quality audio and video recordings to uh, to have a great experience for your audience and your listeners. And we've wow. been at that about about five years now. So really, really proud of all the creative work that that we do that helps others be creative with their their podcasts and videos. Fantastic. And, and I recently uh, saw that you guys can now record in Dolby Dolby or Dolby Digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really, really excited for that collaboration. It, of course, Dolby is uh, we're kind of familiar with with like music or uh, cinema. But uh, but podcasting being a medium that's rooted in audio makes a lot of sense. And we're really proud to help Dolby kind of take its first steps into the podcasting ecosystem. We, of course, focus on on quality of the content we help people record. And uh, and that's really where Dolby brings a lot of uh, technology and heritage and magic, quite frankly, to uh, be able to do things like spatial audio and you know background noise reduction, mastering, all that good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Super cool. Fantastic. That's that's exciting. So just so our listeners know, your your customers are many of them are people who actually have their own podcast show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So creators, both, you know, we we love independent creators and podcasters, but all the way up to like ESPN and Microsoft and Google or studios like Marvel, they're all creating podcasts and, you know, can't always get together with uh, with their collaborators in the same room for like interviews or voiceover work or audiobooks or fictional podcasts with bigger casts like that's always uh, a challenge to get everybody in the same studio, especially during a time like the pandemic recently. So wow. that's really where where we can help people connect from 
wherever they're at in the world and sound great in the content they record together. Awesome. That's exciting. And and speaking of of shows, you have you have your own. And I know that you're also an artist, but tell us a little bit about the Crypto Art Podcast. Yeah, when when I first kind of started seeing NFTs and crypto art, it really gave me pause because of my background. I am both a computer scientist, but I went to art school and had an amateur art career. And crypto art is kind of the blending of technology and art and creativity, which I really love. I, I, I very much view it as my personal mission to help to help connect creatives. And I feel that creativity is enhanced through collaboration. You know, technology is this connecting force in our world. And that coming to life in the, the art space is something that, you know, art sales and art ownership and the creation of art have maybe somewhat been impacted by kind of the technological revolution, but but not necessarily to the degree that crypto art and NFTs are. So when I kind of first stumbled down that rabbit hole, I was like, there has to be a podcast about this. And I was very surprised to find that there were very few, if not any, that were active and was like, okay, I have background in both of these things. And I'm also very, you know, curious and looking at the um, the crypto space from kind of a computer science perspective, but now from the art perspective. And my co-host Lizzie and I do our best. Like there's a lot of the, the narratives in the crypto space you're probably familiar with is kind of polarizing. There's like people who either think it's going to like change the world and be the bee's knees and be like the next evolution of humanity. And then there's other people who are like, this is evil and destroying the world. And what we focus on is kind of walking the middle path and trying to keep things balanced between those uh, polarizing perspectives to because that's where I think most average people are is 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 in, somewhere in the middle there. So that's where we try to take a balanced approach. And that's what we talk about on the, the crypto art podcast. Awesome. Awesome. On, on our on our site, we actually have the links for that. And uh, so so we're actually going to talk about a lot of what you just spoke about today. What is an NFT? That's this episode. And so we're going to sort of unpack and break down what exactly an NFT is. And so an NFT is actually a non fungible token. It's a digital asset. Uh, an NFT could also be defined as a public verifiable intellectual property, which is authenticated on a blockchain. And so, you know, artwork can be an NFT, an, uh, an image, a video, uh, even an audio file, uh, these days, even a, a domain name. And as the founder or the, the CEO of, of Twitter, he, he actually made a tweet in NFT, which sold for millions of dollars. Uh, even a video game item can be an NFT these days. And so it's in, in essence, an NFT is a collectible digital asset and it holds value uh, as a form of cryptocurrency and, and also as a form of, of art and culture. And so, Zach, that's, you know, it's it, it's an exciting space with like like you mentioned, the collaboration of, of art and creatives into the tech side and, in, in, you know, to, to have what we what we have now is as, as NFTs. Yeah, it's it's really exciting stuff. And you may be listening to this and wondering, like, why does art need to be digital? I have, you know, I can go to like Google Images and search for Mona Lisa and like look and enjoy that artwork there. 
How's this different from that? And and technology, really, I look at it as like, what problem is it solving? You know, what's the what's the problem that existed for a long time that this is kind of bringing new solutions to? And when you look at artwork, people have been using it as a store of value for a long time, like physical artwork, uh, like paintings on canvas or sculpture, the stuff you think of in museums, right? And those have always been valuable and a store of value, right? Like if I have a Monet, the market will agree upon a, 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 a price range for that piece and I can go to Christie's and auction that off. But really there's some issues there that it's not this necessarily well-oiled machine that has just been kind of the state of the art for a long time. So what NFTs bring to that is a, is a new definition of, of ownership. So you mentioned intellectual property. How do I, how do I know who owns this, right? Like if I go and let's say you're the buyer at Christie's of my Monet, you're going to get some sort of certificate of authenticity along with that that says, you know, Michael owns this this artwork and that artwork was purchased for this much and therefore that's its value. And you could go and sell that basically as currency. There's a market for it. So mm-hmm. that's really where crypto art crypto comes into play is of course it's a it's a digital asset that's a store of value, but we tend to think of it more like the dollar or a replacement for gold, like in the case of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So those assets are divisible, though. Like if I give you a dollar, you could give me four quarters back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or we could cut a bar of gold in half. So that's really where the the, the fungible, the non-fungible comes from in this term is that an artwork, a piece of artwork cannot be divided. It's one of a kind. And the NFT is, uh, yeah, a record on the blockchain ledger of who owns that and you can buy and sell just like you buy and sell Ethereum or uh, ADA or any of the other coins that you're into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's interesting that, you know, an NFT, it's a piece of art. There's no exact equal to to another. So both have unique properties. So it's mm-hmm. and, you know, some people might ask, is an NFT like Bitcoin or Ethereum? Another way to say it is an NFT is a digital token. It's a type of cryptocurrency, much like Bitcoin or Ethereum, but unlike a standard coin on a blockchain, an NFT is unique. It can't be exchanged. Sort of what you were mentioning minutes ago, that it can't be, it's its own unique properties and it's a piece of art for all intents Mm -hmm. and purposes. Yeah, yeah. Just like you wouldn't cut that Monet in half to say, okay, you own half of it and I own half of it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, it's, it's an entirety. Ownership has been a kind of a blurry, fuzzy thing in technology because just the nature of computers, any file can be replicated, mm-hmm. right? So if we think back to like Napster or something like that, that was the whole argument was at the root of it was like, well, these are just copies of files. Like they still own the original and and that's kind of what we're getting at here is like, well, this is a way in technology to say, no, this is the thing, the original thing, and I own it. You can make as many copies as you want, but the value does not c- carry over to those copies. It only is stored in this one thing. And that is proved by the blockchain and, you know, the consensus mechanisms that come from Bitcoin or Ethereum or um, whatever uh, cryptocurrency it, mm-hmm. you want to make a reference to and a lot of the the nfts are actually built on top of ethereum or built on top of other Mm -hmm. other crypto cryptocurrency platforms and 
I'm not sure if you've introduced this this topic of smart contracts yet to to the audience, but smart contracts are one way that Ethereum is different than Bitcoin, but also creating these these additional tokens on top of Ethereum is really what opened up the possibilities of NFT as as a separate class of digital assets that anybody can create and participate in and buy or sell or create. Absolutely. It's it's the extra information that comes with the art or the music or the video in the form of could be JPEGs, MP3s, videos, GIFs, and more. And yes, I do have a, a, a what is a smart contract episode uh, that our listeners can tune into. They can jump over and, and get plugged in. It's smart contracts on the blockchain are actually really exciting as well. So, Zach, l- let me ask you, are our listeners may be thinking now they understand what is an NFT. Where can these be bought? You know, where where are is there NFT marketplaces or where can NFTs be bought and sold? Yeah, so NFTs are are really gaining popularity, and that's because companies have emerged to build platforms for buying and selling. So a marketplace, but also there's the the actual process of okay, I went into Photoshop or I went into like Maya and I went into these creative programs and I created my artwork. I created my digital asset. Mm-hmm. NFT does NFTs don't have any opinions about that. You just want to have a file that is your artwork. And that's what you're going to use to kind of mint a new NFT. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to establish kind of the original ownership on the blockchain. And then once that is been minted, the artist can then choose to sell it or list it for a price. And Mm -hmm. you have, yeah, you have platforms that have emerged like Rarible, like OpenSea. Refinable is a new new one that came out. Refinable. Anyone can actually create their own NFT on platforms like like Refinable. So let me ask you, our listeners may may be wondering, okay, so... Where do I hold the NFT? I, I go on OpenSea or, or Refinable. I buy an NFT, but where where do I hold it? Do I hold it in my wallet, like a MetaMask wallet, and, or where you know where where would they hold their NFT once they either create one and mint one, or once they purchase one? Yeah, and and thankfully the technology is very helpful here. And the other one I was trying to remember the name of is called Pixios, and that's based on a non-Ethereum blockchain and has some benefits like much improved environmental impact compared to something like Ethereum. But yeah, you, you hold it in your wallet. So these platforms connect to MetaMask or whatever kind of hot storage wallet you want to use. And then from there, it's much like any other cryptocurrency where you can transfer it between wallets, you can hold it there. And the platforms do a really great job that you mentioned, like OpenSea and SuperRare and Rarible, of still maintaining that you created this. And that's one of the beautiful things here, like doesn't exist. Like I've sold paintings and art shows and stuff, and I have no idea who owns those now. The, the artist creates it, they sell it. You're the first one to sell it if you're lucky. But who knows where that person took it and sold it. And because blockchain is a ledger, this is actually one of the superpowers that blockchain technology brings to the art world is now we have a ledger from inception to current of Mm -hmm. all the different owners of it and 
the meta the metadata of what it sold for, what it was bought and sold for, and how it changed hands over time. And that's not something that exists for like, you know, who who owned that Monet before I sold it to you at Christie's for this price. You know, and there's there's another superpower that I love to talk about that has never existed in practical terms for artists. That's this idea of royalties. So mm-hmm. when I when I go and mint on, let's say, super rare, and I, mm-hmm. I take my artwork, I did it in like Procreate on my iPad, and I have my picture, and I'm going to go to Rarible and I mint it, I can choose to say when I in the minting process, like I want as the as the creator, I want to retain 10% or some mm-hmm. percentage of the future transaction amounts. So mm-hmm. If you go and then like you choose to sell my Monet that I sold you, Monet could get a cut of that. You can attach a commission to the file. So every time your your artwork is bought and sold, it's it's like a royalty or or a payment on the resale is is automatically sent back to you. Right. And that automation is where the smart contracts take this like and make it so that humans don't have to go and like, I don't have to go and collect on you and say, hey, you you owe me this 5%, 10%. It just happens as a side effect of the transaction. And this is beautiful because there's, of course, the trope of the starving artists. And I believe that this is a real force for good as a solution to to help artists continue to get paid for their work as it gains value, right? If you think about artwork, the artist is always the first one to sell it. That's probably the cheapest that piece will ever be. It's only likely to imp- appreciate in value over time. Mm-hmm. And and the artist in the physical world doesn't benefit from those future resale prices increasing. So that's really where the this royalties mechanism, I think, is like a real benefit to artists. Like I've talked to a bunch of people who are like, but I don't get it. Like, what? Why, how is this any different from me just like, going on Instagram and saying, hey, do you want to buy this piece? I'll ship it to you and you get this money. Cool. This is a concrete answer to that. One is like the ledger of you get to see who owns it, where it is and all that cool stuff. But mm-hmm. that's not really like money in the bank, right? So this is the the royalties really is a is a game changer, I believe, for the for the starving artists. Hopefully, hopefully we have rich artists in the future because of this technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's also another another way that NFTs are changing this space. They're also available as in-game purchases across different video games right now. So these assets can be bought and sold by players. And basically, they can include uh, playable assets like things like swords and skins and avatars. And I know Super Farm is doing great things with the NFTs in this area regarding games. Musicians can also sell rights and originals of their work. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of exciting things going on. And just so some of our listeners, you know, that maybe they've never heard of an NFT and we want to, we want to kind of unpack and let you know that some of these NFTs are selling literally for millions of dollars for one NFT, like Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, the first ever sold tweet on the blockchain sold for $2.9 million. And there's an artist goes by the name of Beeple. His every day's for the first 5,000 days NFT sold for a record breaking $69 million. That's US dollars. So there's a lot of celebrities that are now embracing and creating their own NFTs. Everyone from Paris Hilton to Snoop Dogg, everyone in between, such as Lindsay Lohan, Tony Hawk, Eminem, you know, Kate Moss, Sean Mendez, and many more. I think, Zach, it's safe to say that NFTs are, are definitely here to stay. 
Yeah, and they're definitely having a bit of a cultural moment right now. And that's what's really awesome to see. When I first kind of got exposed to some of the metrics that you just shared, like the amazing success was like, whoa, hold on a second. That's that's crazy. That makes people the, this is a quote, among the top three most valuable living artists. So this isn't just a phenomenon that's like the crypto niche, right? That's a record amongst all living artists. And that's incredible. So that really gave me pause when I first saw this. Uh, NFT kind of wave starting to crest and is thing that I was very skeptical to be straight up when I when I first started looking at super rare and the artwork listed. So if you're curious to see what is an NFT, go to super rare, go to OpenSea, just like Google those and you'll see all of the artwork there. So from my background, right, I went to art school, I uh, am, you know, classically trained in graphic design and have worked with a lot of other artists and had my own kind of amateur art career. So what I was trying to distinguish when I first looked at this space was like, is this just like nerds selling finger painting and people are like, oh, this is collectible and therefore it's worth money or completely separate from that. Is it actually quality art? Like if you were to just remove all of the other stuff, right? The NFT stuff, the the cultural hype moment that's going on, you could argue it's in a bubble. Like, if you just set all that aside and I was just to like walk into an art gallery and look at this on on a wall, is it actually good quality art? Is this like of value? Did people put time and effort? Is it thought provoking? Like all the different ways you could try to, of course, a lot of this is subjective, but trying to look at it objectively is the quality of the product actually a very high. And that's mm-hmm. what I was very surprised with was the quality is there like these this is these are professional artists mm-hmm. and this is very time consuming thought provoking crafted pieces of art and that's really where i was like okay that this is like awesome you know like this is really awesome and then when i found out the piece about the royalties was like wow this is um this is actually gonna gonna be a force for good here so it, it's it's really amazing to because you know who's people just to be straight up but He's, you know, minor success before this, but, you know, looking at that first 5,000 days piece uh, selling for, yeah, close to 70 million is awesome. And and you look at the artwork itself and, you know, you tell me, you know, listeners, let us know, do you think it's good quality art? Does it make you consider, you know, your place in the universe and, you know, the life and all of those things that good art makes us uh, kind of think twice about? Absolutely. Well, there you have it directly from Zach Moreno in the Bay Area breaking down and unpacking for you today about what is an NFT and all the exciting facets, depth of what's going on in this space. So we thank you for tuning in today. And uh, Zach, we're going to have to have you come back out for a future episode. I'd love that. And thank you for this opportunity to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Like I I love the future, but to see art having, you know, kind of a renaissance, so to speak, in the digital digital times is uh, is yeah. really beautiful to see. And yeah, I encourage people to go deeper into some of what we shared today. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jack. And we look forward to having you out again. Thanks for tuning in to New to Crypto Podcast. If you like the episode, be sure to follow and subscribe. You can listen to every episode on all major platforms. 
Have an interest in being on the show or want advertising? Reach out at newtocrypto.io. Head over to our site, newtocrypto.io, to access the resources mentioned in each episode. Until next time, remember to navigate the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy. 